0: Okay, yes, let's attack about tachlis. The question is very very simple, very basic, uh, and crucial. Essentially, i put it very simply. Why do we expect and recommend and basically educate every person to study Torah, especially to study the you went through high school. You went to elementary school. You came here basically to do advanced Talmudic study, to study Gemara and, uh, and the question is why. Uh, let me explain. I'm not talking about why to keep, why to observe Halacha. It's why we should be mitzvahs. Because Hashem said, And Chazal tell us about Mamar Tarsin, "I kibaltu malchulik why, why, do you, to, why should a person observe Mitzvot? Because Rafa told him to do it. Now, if you have to observe something, so you need knowledge. So you need knowledge, so you acquire the level of knowledge that's necessary for the, for the observance. That's partial. Why does a person have to study the mode the of the month But for that, you don't need to spend years uh, a year, year on uh, I, assume, I first, all, I hope that we study this year is not a for anybody. Uh, and certainly, uh, like this. even if you go, let's say, first wants to get divorced, he doesn't do any of this. He goes to the baisdy. You know, the the, the dying just says to him, "Say to the shereikim shaliach and and give her the gedze Hegitech, or havrat the begedzu." There's, or whatever there's uh, no, uh, it's simply intellectual knowledge. Uh, or to, finally, the fact that we need experts to teach Torah or, or to pasken shayos is obvious. What we do in any other field of knowledge, we need experts for medical knowledge. We don't tell everybody to study, uh, to do two years of medical school. We say uh, 5% of the population, 2%, 10% will go to medical school, they will be the experts. Whenever I have a problem, I'll call my friend the doctor. I'll go to the doctor and let him examine me. And in the meantime, I'll devote my life to other pursuits. And uh, if I need legal advice, I don't study, I, I don't sit and pore over legal texts. I, I don't read the code of, uh, you know, the municipal code of Alon Shruth or Yushalayim. Uh, if I have a legal problem, I'll pick up a phone. And I'll, ask, I'll pay the lawyer whatever he'll charge. And I'll, uh, and I'll get the, the necessary legal advice and so on and so forth. You know, even though we studied basic physics in high school, if we need electrical work, we become an electrical contractor, and uh, we have them do the work. Why not take 5 10%, five ten percent of Jews, send them to Kolel, let them become postkin, let them become Shul Rabbis, let them pass and for all of us. You can have a hotline with Andrew that the army has, uh, where have, for, you know, Mishpacha sometimes. Have a hotline, have the experts the same way, I go to the doctor and he answers my medical questions. So the doctor, why did he spend three years in Yeshiva before he went to medical school? Let him pick up a phone and ask me, he has halafikshai was. And that's what he does anyways. So why do you expect him to study even? That's the thing Well, why should everybody do advanced studies? Um, that's presenting the, the, the problem from one perspective. I'll present it now from another perspective tefillah is pretty sure why we do it. Why a religious person should be praying is pretty obvious. Every religion has it. It's difficult to explain the practice of tefillah, maybe we can organize a young humans about tefillah, but uh, how to go the practice is very, very, very difficult. But the rationale is clear. Talmud uh, Torah is the reverse. It's easier to train someone how to learn than how to it. And it's more intellectual, the root is the methodology, there are rules. Paradoxically, uh, it's much more difficult to explain why to learn. To explain why the david is clear, to explain why to learn, because what I said before, is very difficult. And this problem doesn't begin with, you know, you could say after Sadegon, he's the second person who even wrote uh, Jewish philosophy systematically. Sadiq on Begin, and then uh, rabbi Bachai is probably number two on the list chronologically uh, in the introduction. What, what's Chovot al Chovot al-Ravot talks about your moral obligation. Chovot, Halev, and your obligations in terms of Emunat and Deod. There's Rebbein Bachai, he wanted to develop your, your spiritual life. And he feels very neglected, and he feels that people are not engaging in uh, proper Avodat Hashem, because they neglect their spiritual life, they, they neglect ethical life, and he, uh, after he describes how he recognized that this is a crucial part of it, after he discovered how crucial this is, uh, means they're neglected, Look, there's no, there's no I know the shield, tote, I know the behag, I know uh, but I don't know uh, any. I didn't see any ethical works or whatever that circulated in the shuls. Vayami. Um, okay, now I'm skipping here a bit. Vira'itim um, When I look at Chazal? What I what received in the Sorrow from Chazal, they took much more care, care to bury their souls, meaning the midot and the like. Now listen carefully, it's, it's a medieval translation, but I'll translate the translation. It means strange and obscure details, halakhic oh, details there is what uh, It says, Chazal would do to care about. They will study uh, all kinds of Masech uh, which were relevant in practice Muta um, It's not in general terms uh, let me say something uh, I'll say something immediately what I want to talk about here is why we'll get down to Eon because uh, I think any field of knowledge it's important for a person to have basic ideas. I said before, we, we don't go to medical school, right? We study high school biology. We don't, uh, we don't sit and you know, learn law like in law school, but we do take a basic civics course in college or in, uh, in high school. And it's the fact that man is a curious being, and that part of being, a, part of being human is to engage human characteristics, including curiosity. You think about the lonely man of faith and the realm ideas, Human uh, character traits are positive and spiritually important. And how do we know this? because <laughs> both instilled within us curiosity, He instilled within us loneliness and many, many others, ambition and so on and so forth. Appetites, uh, all these things have their spiritual role. So the fact now, an intelligent person, if a person in law laying has a disease, he doesn't want to be told to take this pill. He wants to understand the background. He wants to, for as a doctor, he wants to know a little about the history of medicine. We want to place our lives in a certain context. Uh, we want to understand, uh, <coughs> man, man, you know, where we're coming from, where we're going to. What's the, you know, basically to understand, not just like to have this tunnel vision, but to see the bigger picture. That's basic human uh, personality, it, it, that's how a human being functions, and it's important because uh, this gives you a sense of where you are in relation to the world around you. And if you're from Jews, the world around you is only medicine, it's not only you know, politics, the world around you is halacha as well. So knowing the ABCs of how the system works, that there's Gemara, there's Shulchan Aruch, there's Tor, this Rambam, this Mishnah Brer, that is part of your high school education, so to speak. That's part of just knowing the basics, part of knowing the broad, broad outline of how the system works, basic details, that I'm assuming is relatively easier to explain. Certainly, you understand. We teach everyone high school biology. We teach everyone, you know, high school gemara uh, or uh, And that's what he calls here in this passage. Um, <clears> Hayu mit. <throat> General principles, they would study because yes, general principles are understanding you know where you are in the world and what is halacha in the bigger scheme. However, um, they, afterwards they would just study trakiyavos, various ethical works, and they wouldn't study halacha. They have a problem. They forget the Yavo they'd open a Mishnah Burrah. But they wouldn't go and study Masak Brachot before that. Or uh, if they had a problem, had to So they would look it up and for this you all have to do is take Ishmashvat Kil Kilchata, or ask a Shul Rabbi or look up only the detail you're interested in. There's no point before Khanakan styles if you, have, if you know that you're going to be traveling once the Shabbos Hanukkah, so you happen to pinpoint, and nowadays it's very simple, all you do is take you know, take the computer, and you uh, that's all you need. So we may, that's what they would do. They would only address their specific needs the same way we do by medicine or by law. If I parked illegally and I need to practice to solve my problem, I'll look at that detail, and nothing more than that. Uh, they wouldn't even bother themselves with this before. Because they didn't really care about all this. he goes on and on. I, I highly recommend reading this. Uh, and uh, he then quotes a Gemara in Rachel, which he thinks belittles people, study Tyros, but uh, because it, the, the Gemara says that previous generations studied less than we did, and we studied Tyros and we study uh, <coughs> Kachim, and they didn't, but they were a much higher spiritual level. Now, Shagat and Gemara is that they were a much higher spiritual level because they're Messirus Nefesh. Not that Tyrus and Kachim are it's a bad idea to study Tyrus and Kachim. Simply, it's not it doesn't, tyros and Kachim don't measure up to Messirus Nefesh. And that's an important point. To a hint, there was the Gemara. No, a tarzakodshim, I waste the time. Uh, more or less. Uh, there are rumors, I don't know, at least the stories that Ramchayim set up about this introduction, Skfirah. It certainly doesn't correspond to anything that we are familiar with. Uh, and uh, you could say, I myself voted against Rebbe I mean himself knows he's swimming upstream because He's basically fighting conventional practice in his time. And nothing's changed. You know, Chazal tells us Abraham's a king, yeshiva, yeshiva. And uh, throughout the generations, An has not followed his recommendations. Uh, and the question is why? Let me now read you a passage. Or we'll skip a thousand years forward. This is a book which was published a few weeks ago by Bulgarevars. It's, uh, it's a personal a book about I mean, for the introduction, it's a very nice passage. Uh, it's a bit long, but uh, I hope we'll have time to read it. Um, a few years ago on Shabbat, a flyer was posted in a synagogue in an upper-middle-class Orthodox community outside New York City, whose congregants tend to be doctors, lawyers, real estate developers, business people, and white-collar professionals. The flyer publicized the lecture be lived that afternoon by a guest rabbi and visiting from another community. Most information provided was routine the rabbi's name, the time and place of the lecture, and the names of the sponsors, of course, who made it possible. And then a given weekend, similar announcements can be found in thousands of churches and community centers across the country. Two things, however, set this flyer apart. One was the topic of the lecture? Bidding competitively on goods or properties when others are previously involved, otherwise known as aniamabeh An issue vaguely related to words called tortious. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Interference with contract. The other was the Rabbi's title, Dean of an Advanced Institute of Talmudic Study, specializing in business and commercial law. If I understand correctly, he's the head of a color day note. Um, it, it is, as if to say, the chair of Harvard's Law School Forum Corporate Financial Regulation, had been invited to share his written by an expertise with the parishioners. For a law professor who teaches the subject contract law, these details might be fascinating. But besides a professor's contract to law, this is hardly a matter of general interest and is certainly a dubious appeal to build the lay audience, much less to anyone searching for spiritual fulfillment. Indeed, in any other setting in contemporary America, a lecture bearing this title would be delivered by a law professor speaking to students or academic colleagues by an attorney addressing practitioners or clients. Further, while these particular congregants sons bound to halacha, need the topic of the of presentation was designed to set forth the rules directly relevant to, p- to common scenarios of religious observance. Yet, on that Torah right afternoon, nearly 150 laymen, none of whom was academic specialists, and few of whom would, e- would ever draft an agreement under Jewish law, and probably could not know how to do it either, came out, here, the rabbi guided through the Bible as a Talmud discussion. Why? For other 50 people involved, the answer is clear. They did not see this as a lecture on law, that's a opportunity to participate in a spiritual act, the study of Torah. For the Talmud sees, the study of Torah, a study often centered on peculiar particulars in halakha is one of the most pristine forms of divine worship. This activity of Talmud Torah competes not only with other spiritual pursuits such as prayer and good works, and not only with intellectual like studying philosophy, art, or science, but virtually every other human activity. I'm skipping here a bit. Um, nor is studying the in the Nishev, a swing of a of halakhic discussion, unique to one New York City suburb. Every day thousands of men, increasingly women, around the globe gather in synagogues in office parks, sit in trains or buses, and walk in online to study a double-sided page of Talmud. Okay, he describes what Defiomi is. In August uh, 2012, more than 90,000 people crammed into MetLife Stadium, to mark the completion of another cycle, uh, the gathering was neither a sports game, a rock concert, political rally, anything remotely akin to what usually draws 90,000 Americans to an event space. Improbable as it sounds, the occasions of joyous salvation, enormous and enormously technical legal work of more than 5,400 pages, studied each day as religiously prescribed, quotation marks, hobby. <laughs> Roughly uh, 1,600 years ago, a Talmudic sage predicted that in the future, the st- stands of the Gentiles would be used by Jewish leaders to teach Torah in public. I'm give up, I'm For the vast majority of intervening epochs, this declaration could only have been a dispenser of Siena Cope, or a tone deaf, of disillusional eubris by 2012, the Kuntur Torah study could fill in one of America's massive Colosseum to celebrate the term public. Oh, it's a beautiful piece, I think. Um, and the best obviously, Rabbi Bache was wrong. Uh, at least, if we judge by the numbers. Why? Um, the answer can be stated in one sentence, uh, but that allows us a few sentences to explain the one sentence. Uh, a few, more than a few sentences. Uh, one sentence is kind of what you say. As, that's the basic that's the basic insight of Nefesh HaChem Shadalit Nefesh is the first attempt or is I'm not the first but certainly the most important attempt to explain this and to conceptualize these ideas essentially for hundreds of people studied it intuitively and time for me I'll try to explain why it's so important people studied it intuitively but no one ever conceptualized it. Was, it was done because the way, like, those things are obvious, It's simply obvious. This is what Judaism is all about. things like that, I never questioned them. Um, only when you're you question questioned, all of a sudden you have to explain them. And when Hasidut came in and called this into a question mark, the Hasidut came and said, No, you should, spirituality is to be sought. Why is Bache's ideas? So, someone had to really come and conceptualize uh, or explain why, and basically to articulate why, why, why study Torah. The answer was, Dvar Hashem Zu'alacha. Um, what does that mean? It means uh, the following on one level. One level, Torah is the direct contact of Katush Baruch. Or of Cook, and, and so on and so forth. These are what human beings think about the Kalash Baruch. Hu. These are you know, our speculations. They're very important. But essentially, these are these talk about the relationship. It's not the relationship itself. The direct contact is the uh, I tell, uh, uh, tell a story to. I use it a metaphor. not tell the story to get the point across. A person, uh, a, a person. can... I can describe various people, you know, or whatever. I can. Desc- I can describe many people, but that's very different. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'll go I'll, I'll go. I'll go to my office and open the Gemara and, fi- and find uh, uh, and find this a piece of paper on which my father wrote some of his. Uh, you know, an outline for a share, it's a whole different experience to listen to a Hespaid. A Hespaid often <coughs> tries to uh, explain, to describe, but it's the outline. It's what I discern in you. It's how I experience. It's, it's tough to describe. It's like, a a picture describes a landscape. So a Hespaid describes a person. But it's not so direct contact. You find an object. It's like, I'll tell, tell the story. I got i got married. Uh, we, we, um, a year after we got married, my wife's family, this big family get together. The uh, Hashem is only one for 20 years. Uh, and uh, they celebrate her grandfather's 100th birthday. There's only one problem. She wasn't alive for 16 years. Uh, he was, it was 100 years since he was born. It was not, quote unquote, his birthday. It's an So, him. so uh, the kids are there. Uh, <laughs> we all got together. We spent the whole Shabbos. Now, what happened over the Shabbos? In the first, uh, <laughs> over, over, over Shabbat, so every meal, someone, so, so, someone came and described the grandfather, the grandmother, their chesed, how they came to Tel Aviv in the 1930s, how they were center of chesed, how, how often the Holocaust survivors came and, and stayed in their house, and so on and so forth, how he studied Afiyami. It was very nice. I was new in the family. I hadn't met him. Uh, I got married after he died. It was, it was enlightening. I learned a lot about the family and, and the personalities, you know, the, about the patriarch of the family, so to speak. I, I learned a lot, and it, well, it was interesting. And then one of the relationships came, Kerry okay, one of the older cousins, uh, who's a professor of natural science in Tel Aviv University, a not too religious. Uh, place to say the least. And she's from but she, uh because she she doesn't quite come from This is not this is not, not Carly Bachler or anything like that. She takes out this old piece of paper yellow uh from age and she takes the piece of paper and she reads it. It's a letter that was written to her by the grandmother when she was a postdoc in the in the States. The grandmother until we brought her a letter. The letter says nothing. It says, it's, it's been raining this past week. The forecast is, it'll get better over the weekend. Uh, David came back home from the army. His wrist is a bit, uh, hurts him a little. Uh, all, this, all this kind of other, you know, information, which bismano, uh, it's interesting. That they, you know, it does not survive the test of time. What was the response of the crowd? The response divided into two. Those who had never met them, like myself, it was a big yawn. Really didn't interest me the weather in 1968, uh, or who was, uh, you know, who was going, you know, who was going where uh, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow morning 30 years ago. Uh, on the other hand, those who knew it was electricity. They were literally shaking with, uh, with feeling and you couldn't, uh, like, the emotions were so high. Why? For simple reason: for the person who never met them, um, the information was meaningless. But if you know the person, this is the way to touch on essentially there's a rubicon between Alamaze and the netherworld, right? Ba. We, we can't cross it. The only way to transcend this is through these objects. I once saw in the Muslim Museum, the Ramban's, uh, the Ramban's seal. It, it's electric because if you know the Ramban, all of a sudden, this is not only his ideas, it's also you can like, feel the person. If, if, if you go to Spain and you move to say "Wow, I'm walking on the sidewalks with the Rambla." What? 700 years ago, he was here in this corner, uh, and, and so on. It allows you to. Uh, a few years ago, I went to visit the heaven in Cambridge, and they for us uh, to, to see the Geniza. You see a piece of paper in front. The same piece of paper in front of and you. see a piece of paper that was from the rest of Cairo and, and the Dov Levy, and they have you know that. The signatures are there, you realize you are touching or seeing an object, which they did, it bridges a transcendental gap. And the gap is with the Kaddish Baruch even greater. So on one level, it's simply it's even a shopping list. But the fact that this is Dvar Hashem directly, and this is not uh, this is not sort of talking about the grand. This is her handwriting. This is her, and the same as Mahshava is we're talking about the Kaddish Baruch. But Tamut Torah is, this is what the, the Rahu actually said. This is by Hashem and Moshe Leimon. This is, you're, you're feeling it directly. You go after the about the The people coming to the Shir, it's not because they have a child about It's because they feel when someone will give them, when, when the rabbi will talk about Shavuot in the morning, or when the rabbi will give a sermon about uh, spirituality, those are his thoughts and his speculations. But you listen to the Sugya of Ani it's like listen to Kriya Torah. Kriya Torah is it's not an intellectual experience. At the end of the day, you can't learn too much from the pace of Kriya Torah. Uh, what do you learn from it? But it's experience. You create Amadar Sinai. You're touching on and reaching Torah. And we, when you go to show you hear Shir about Eidim Messiah De you're actually touching, you know, words, you're in direct contact with, uh, with Kesrochu. So this will not convince someone who has religious doubts. You're not going to study Machshava, and obviously, for that matter, you won't solve the ethical problem of Baruch. You're not going to study Perkevod. In other words, this is not the coming to say that others are not important. It's coming to say though that if you want to be in direct contact, you want to this feel? Kesrochu talking to you. You want to see the Kodesh Baruch addressing you, uh, and not people speculating about the Kodesh Baruch, and not people telling you how to behave in his presence. But rather, you want to see his presence and to talk directly. This is, uh, this is Talmud Torah. This is one level. This is what I said before. This is a shopping list. It's uh, a letter that says nothing, but it's his letter. So that I can, and of course, and on another level, it's totally different. This is not a shopping list. This is full of the Keshavaku's divine ideals. However, and, the, and we study to, to know the ideas. These are, this is the Keshavaku's moral system. Any legal system, that's of course a moral and religious system. And you study Zvachim. So you have to study some details about the animals. This is basically, it's a whole world of what is devotion and what is, uh, and, and, and what is Avodat Hashem. And so however, I, I, I don't want to dwell upon that, I rather want to want um, <coughs> to the next time which is more important. Torah is so crucial for a simple reason i Now I'll go back to Chaim It's not Dvar Shem The tells us that what's the reason to study uh, to study Torah? At the end of the day, he says it should be kud. To study Torah for dvekut. What is dvekut? If you have the fear of dvekut normally we tend to think about like the It's kind of mystical and we think and therefore it's like two bodies coming together. It's like two merging into one. If we think about that kind of so then it's very difficult talk about the Kashbrahu. We Transcendental. So you have to get into mysticism. And then and it's, kind of mystic, uh, it's kind of mystic you know, it's kinda mystic, you know, you leave the world uh, you leave the world so merge into, this, into the infinite. It's difficult, and certainly in Judaism, it's very difficult because mysticism and Judaism can never really take the final step because we are running on Dan Bachai, transcendentalism, is so deep in the fabric of uh, you what you, you can read about Eastern mystics or like Christian mystics, you can't find by us because we we, we disagree with that. We, uh, we So it's kind of mystic cool like you have a chassidut, um, that is not what Rav is after. When he says to you have to translate, not union, kind or of, uh, something along those lines, you have to translate as, as, to be associated with. Well, differently, Kosh Baruch makes you part of his team. And here, uh, i use the metaphors. It's, uh, it's impossible to talk about relationships with the Kosh Baruch, but I'm using metaphors. He let to Tzib Sabeh vl So you have to use metaphors. And uh, about relationships. And of course, Tanakh right? We talk about We talk about the don and the raya. and so on. And now, so I allow myself a, a different metaphor, Just a moment, and about well, Senator uh, a Congressman uh, he has a legislative assistant now the in, at one level, the assistant has no standing right He has no authority he is he's only derived from the fact that the congressman is interested in his services he's, he consults with him that he he appointed him he has no independent uh, autonomous uh, authority, and the moment the call you know, he can be fired at any, any moment but he becomes part of the team. If there's any piece of legislation which is being considered, he gets to sit at the table, he gets to discuss it, he has input, and more so, his perspective is on, like this. Awesome and them, there's the legislators, and those being legislated. He is on the side of the legislators. He's, he is basically part of a team. So you, at a time, it's, you have in a sense, you have the person on the it doesn't matter whether it's the, it's, it's the minister or the, or the senator who presides over who the discussion. But he basically brings all his assistants and they are, they are part and parcel. They're almost in equal standing. You know, they, can, they can talk back to him. They can argue with him. They can debate. And basically, become part of his team. And uh, this is what happens with Talmud Torah. And Talmud Torah is, because what he said, these are my ideas. Now, come and learn with me. If you're familiar with the passage at the end of the Bible the scribes describes over there how Talmud Torah is not an attempt to reconstruct the past to get information Rather, it's experience of meeting people in the present let me uh, elaborate this for a moment Talmud Torah doesn't exist in the past we don't try we study uh, we study Abayim uh, Rava. we are uh, not trying to reconstruct the discussion from 1800 years ago we're basically participating in discussion in the present. We don't say Tosos thought; we say Tosos Shita is. It wasn't Tosos Shita was. It's Tosos Shita is. The Rambam holds, not the Rambam held. The Rambam holds uh, whatever. Rashi, um, Rashi's you know, opinion is, and, and so on and so forth. So the kim it's not like Kimahtam Chayim. Essentially, Torah exists in the present. It's, it's Torah is not. So it's something produced like people in the past It belongs to them. It belongs to Am Yisrael. It dresses as one... You have to think about like culture, things like that. It's Torah, capital T. And the, the discussion is ongoing. And not the discussion ongoing, we're participants. And not participants, it's not like are watching a movie. It's, it's not even interactive. It's simply you're at the discussion now. With the, we discussed see it today. So, you can make a chidush, you can change, uh, and you can make a suggestion. Now, this idea does place some premium upon voicing opinion, upon chidush. Indeed, but, uh, in the Jewish world, so creativity is a large idea, because creativity, basically, the more creative you are, in a sense, the more central your role is on the team. But, that doesn't mean that if you're not creative, you're a team. This means it's a larger discussion, it's a large group, and... Uh, one person with more prompting discussion. Everyone is privy to discussions, participating as a member, not as an audience, but as a participant. He can pick up his hand and, uh, and, and come and belong. In other words, you're basically part and parcel of the process of creating Torah. And because Rav was there at the, of the table, you now the rabbis is this wonderful passage, we describe he sits down and studying, and all of a sudden he, he, opens, his, he opens the Gemara, and Ravashi, and Abayin, to the room, and he envisions them, you know, coming and discussing with him, and then he opens the Ramban, and the Ramban engages him and the Ramban comes and looks over his shoulder and then the Ramban appears at the door it's it's very poetic and uh, and it's a beautiful passage Uh, now at the end of the day you have to realize this is because, now this is because what Torah transcends, it's a group discussion which transcends time and place but at the end of the day it transcends much more than time and place it transcends Allah Laman Because at the end of the day, what the Rav really means there, and what he's really experiencing is, not only the Rabban in the room, and the Ramban remaining the top, that's how you visualize it. What's really in the room, though, is the Kaddish Baruch The one really looked over his shoulder is the Kaddish Baruch who's there. And, uh, and this is exactly what he, Professor Simon here is uh, describing he described when he talks about people coming for a Shah this afternoon. The really coming is to over the Ovid Hashem. Because they feel, gave you know, and part of I mean, and you can now voice an opinion. You can now learn the sources. And you read the tol- source, You are dialogue with Rabbi Nutan, and Rabbi Tam is dialogue because Baruch, Baruchu. Since you're dialoguing with Kol so Baruch. so essentially, it really means that you, I said, you're part of the team, and you are being, you are working together with him. Now, this also means something else. This is a huge amount of trust. Because, at the end of the day, the assistant has no independent standing. The assistant is... Um, he's totally dependent in terms of authority upon his, the person who appointed him. But, why the person appointed him? Because he trusts him. In other words, he, he really thinks that this person can contribute a lot. In other words, it's a vote of confidence in his abilities and his seriousness. And because Roku says to us, Torah is there for everybody to participate and join. It's lot a confidence in in Am Yisrael and in man. It's about a confidence that we are all Rauy to participate and, and to join his team. <coughs> like Goyim, now it creates. Now, what does this create? This also creates the same sense of solidarity of belonging. This is why Chazal talked about. So, I should teach Torah to Goyim. You can teach Torah to Goyim in the information. Like Tanakh, for instance, is good is a good chance you teach to teach Tanakh to go Goyim. Um, but uh, you can't teach Tosh And you can, you can maybe tell a guy what Jewish law is. But you can't go from a Chaduzev Because that's an experiential act. That's part of feeling close to the Baruch Hu And um, so when you have a team, you have a sense of solidarity that you think for a moment about the example I gave you. You have a legislative assistant. He comes out to the, the Capitol and he wants to enter the building. He doesn't go through the ceremonial main entrance. If he was a, a visiting dignitary, if he was the foreign uh, minister of France or England, he would go through the main ceremonial entrance. And he goes through a side door for employees only. But that, of course, means you really belong. It means you're not an outsider coming to visit, even an important outsider. It means you really... You belong, uh, and you're an insider. And this is exactly what was in Torah. We are insiders. I remember many years ago... Uh, and, uh, the, the group came in, and I was asked to show them around the Midrash, and to the And this guy says, I tried to explain to him when I and then this guy, he looked like 70 something, he says, If you ever did it, you can't really understand what it's all about. So I went over to him afterwards, and uh, I said to him, And you your have a Shiva background? He said to me, Yeah, it's sixth grade, I studied Gemara. But the experience was so deeply imprinted upon him. Uh, because he felt like he was belonging, um, and um, and this is in a sense what you get to buy, b- b- by 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 Toshav Al Pei. Kol basically says, "Come, join me at my table." It's not only the Reb's table now; it's Kol table. He says, "Come and join me, and let's have a discussion together. Let's be, uh, and if you feel part, you really feel they could cool, really associated with." Now, uh, I'll, use, I'll, I'll use a second metaphor, uh, because in a sense, it's even more than this. At some point, you have to think, it's not because Robert says, I'll join the discussion. It's he says, I'm handing over the, the keys to you. you, know, you go, he gives Torah about pain. he says to us, I trust you totally. Whatever you'll decide, it, it will be. In other words, because Robert takes away his veto power. These are all the Midrashim about that human beings overrule and override the Kodesh Baruch Hu in halacha, all kinds of like agatot make this point that you can override the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Why? Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu trusts you so much he basically he's handed it over to you. Think for a moment about, you know, have a person who hands over his business to his son. It's a huge vote of confidence. and a sense, he basically trusts the son to continue his legacy. Or if you want, and, and this is basically what Toshua I'll use a second metaphor now. Think not about legislative assistance. Think for a moment about a painter, or a sculptor, whatever. What's an apprentice? And um, so he draws the basic outlines of the picture. And he wants to draw in you know, some kind of, you know, biblical scene where he wants to draw the Akedahs, let's say. He wants to draw the Akedah. So he maybe gives the basic, you know, plot outline. But now you can interpret many different ways. You can, you can paint that Akedah, uh, as I suggest, if you go and look at different paintings of Akedah, you get very different experiences of Parshah <laughs> over there. Now, what was that story was, you know, I told you the story. The interpretation is up to you. Fill in the details. In other words, I drew some very broad brush strokes over here. You now fill in all the do all the delicate work and whatever, if you'll decide the story be more tension or less tension, you'll decide the story is more whatever you however you interpret it, for instance, because Rabbi said the katabla two. You can interpret that in many different ways. You can make it more formal, you can make it more personal, and you can uh, and now the leser Mayor have not only different ideas of Edud, the different ideas of gay well, what's going on exactly? Uh, because Rabbu said fine. If we'll decide to be lesser, it will be like a Bezzle, It'll be like a and the Rambam have different ideas of what are meant. We don't ask Lezer. It's their authority now. Especially because Brah was given us, he's empowered us to have all of this. And because all of them basically we we, we sit have a discussion together with him. We have but then we also get the authority to be those who decide. We get uh the most precious thing because Baruch Hu has is to take like ownership because this is the way, his way of saying we belong. And this is one of the main differences between Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabich is not like this. Torah Shabich, except maybe in the, in, 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 in the Medrash, Medrash Rabba. Torah Shabich Sad is interpretation. Meaning, means a fixed text. You do your best to understand it. There's a fixed text and you have to understand it. You don't, you can't rewrite it you know, as an internship, you're trying to understand what Yishayahu meant what Yimiyahu meant. You are not trying now to develop the story. You're not trying to take it to the next stage. You're not trying to have input into what he's saying. You're trying to understand what he's saying, which is why you have this idea of pshat. Pshat means, I think he meant this and not that. When you're talking Gemara, it's not It's not. he meant this and not that. It could be Elu Elu. This works and this works and this works. And uh, the same is true also that in Midrash, uh, when we do Midrash Halacha, you develop, it tries to serve a kritut, and we then add on 20 different details which the text doesn't say. But in Tanakh, it's not like that. In Tanakh, you try Tanakh, you have to be faithful to what is being said, uh, with the exclusion of Midrash agada. Midrash agada is how you develop Tanakh as well. So if you study Midrash, or if you do Midrash, so then that's a different story. But if you Tanakh, it's crucial. It's Tvar Hashem. It's Dvar Hashem, which is immutable. And you're just trying to understand it. And it could be, you know, it's a Machok Rashi in Ramban, or Ibn Ezra and Sfarno, is about what the text means. Well, all the result we made here is how to develop the text, how to take it to the next stage, which is why Tarsh about Peh, because what the get in here, the Samach, the Lokaradic version will the, the, what's a the Brit Let us spend you for a second what Britians. a Brit means. A really means some kind of mutual relationship with the emphasis on the phrase mutual. Rashi says in last special Shavua in Lech right, Lecha, you take an animal, you slice it in half, you separate the two halves, and you walk in between. Right, between the two slices. Uh, what, uh, what's, what's the rationale? Why such a bizarre uh, ceremony? the, the, the symbols is very clear what you're saying is what's the idea of a breed two of us are one and the same we seem to be two countries we really one geographically we may be here and you, we're here and you're there no, we're really one entity what's, what's the idea of a marriage uh, the, 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 the navi calls marriage a breed it means we you know physically two bodies but no, in essence we're one we're really one entity even though we're two people no, we're not two people we're one person there's a famous story of a who went to the doctor and said, my uh, wife's foot hurts us. Uh, so uh, that's the idea of a breed. And, uh, and therefore, now, to the person who's never seen a cow, you look at a cow, which you cut in half, you think it's two different animals. But of course, if you know what, how a cow is supposed to be recognized, even though physically you know, the mass is now split, but in essence, in form, it's really one. So it's not, it's one animal divided into two. It's not two different animals. So you make a breed, you're saying we're not two different uh, units, entities, really one, just have to be physically separate. And make a breed with the Baruch Hu, and let's Chazal tell us that is the breed. It means we're really together in the same ship. We are really one entity, because we are, as I said before, we are part of his team. So and the breed is a Tarash Pen, the breed is not a Tarash because Tosh Bar Peh is when you join the team. Tosh Bar respect it. You observe. You understand. It's important. It's crucial. I'm not, I'm not trying to say a Shalom, But what Tanakh provides you is to understand Korma Hashem. What Tosh Bar gives you is you can now join the discussion and have input. In Tanakh you have interpretation not input. In Tosh Bar Peh Input and not only interpretation. And that's why the B'rit and Torah Shabalpan is so much crucial. And, and I said before, you know I articulated this for a passage. It was intuitive. And why? Because relationships are usually intuitive. So people never stopped asking themselves why we're studying, uh, but it didn't matter to them. Intuitively, they felt they go to the and they're near. My grandfather, all of no, not the rub my, my grandfather, uh, Dr. Lichtenstein. At the end of his life, he was blind, and also hard of hearing, for, for the same reason, it was, it was the same condition, caused both. <clears throat> and he used to get Mecha Meirev, and that's, uh, he was an honest man, uh, and somebody didn't say that, he was 86, 87, and he said, I, I want to stay between Mecha Meirev, I want to stay for the Shia. They said, whatever they, study, whatever they study, said, they said, and the Yodea shanilom avi. I, I know and I'm, I'm, I'm not learning anything from this year. Avan would Torah. I don't know. I, I will not gain any intellectual knowledge. He studied he had people come and learn with him the at home. But he said, but the reason I want to be, I want to have the experience of being with Jews learning. Now why? Because he felt, because was there, because he failed, Jews learning is a religious experience. And he wanted to predict the experience, even though he could contribute to the discussion we found the experience. And this is what Chazal means. Chazal tell us take children to Hakel. Why? The children won't understand anything, but they'll experience. And this is why Chazal tells us, even though you don't get your knowledge. And I recommend reading of Zevins uh, It's a very nice article about Tamil Torah being a double mitzvah, one of, knowledge, one of increasing knowledge, and one of simply experiencing Tamil Torah. And he proves there from best Clear-Cut Gemaras and uh, that learning without increasing knowledge in yoga, you repeat the same, you start every day the same, the same daf. You only in a desert island you have only one daf gemara. You say the same daf, day after day after day after day, you Why? Because you have the experience. It's like a person I said before. It's a person on you know, a desert island, there's only one letter from his father who is nifter. So he reads the same letter every day. He wants to feel close. He wants to feel in touch with his, with his, uh, with his, with, with his father, who's not belong there. So he reads the same letter every day. What can he do? But nevertheless, he feels in touch. So you start the same dot, feel in touch. It was learning is about feeling in touch. Now it's difficult. It's silent. The technique is not easy. And like most things in life, when you, uh, you know, what I'm talking about now, you don't experience on a daily basis. And you don't experience a daily basis all these you know, uplifting feelings. You just feel the frustration, trying to understand what, what's what's all about, what's Eddie Hasim all about, uh, and so on. But that is true of all relationships. Anybody who thinks the marriage is any different? Uh, Leave for a shock. Uh, you know what? What, is, what did I discuss with my wife? You, who's gonna pick up our daughter? And you know, and who's gonna who's gonna go to Makola to do the shopping? And you know, it's, the relationship. You don't sit talk about the relationship. You know, you do it maybe once a year or whatever. Uh, you, you you know you you just live together. You, you simply live together. The same thing as parents were. You know, despite all these you know these romantic TV commercials. They have in the states. Uh, at the end of the day, parenting is not about you know sitting under a tree, you know, in this wonderful landscape and talk, it's hard time conversation. Uh, it, most of parenting is simply: uh, Can I get the car tomorrow night? Can I? Uh, you know, did you brush your teeth? Uh, it's, it's all, this, uh, all these all minor details, but the details are only because of this relationship, and the deal is built build an expressive relationship when you're in close contact with somebody. This is really what works. When a child marries and leaves home, or has a chaz HaShem and someone's niftah or whatever, so then you have a problem. Then you, begin, you have to begin discussing who he was, or you have to begin writing... Then you do talk about the relationship. But uh, when the person is with you, you know, either he lives at home, he's alive, and you're in constant contact, you don't need this, because you feel and experience the presence all the time. So, at so, like most things, you know, once you, once you have this feeling that you belong to Torah... You know, every day, sit back and say, you know, your says you should think about five minutes a day, and two dead, two minutes in the beginning of say one minute in the middle, say there, and two before you go to bed. Um, but uh, whatever, and basically, you should be aware of all these things. But uh, day in day out, you just experience them. Simply, you feel like you belong. You feel, outside this animal who's learned a few years, will never, will never feel like is the same. You always feel that your colour is part and parcel of his of his identity, and because of relationship. the relationship. And uh, but I said that most relationships is not experienced daily on this big, high-level... Uh, rather, it's experienced uh, on, 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 on a much lower level. This is what it's all about. And uh, basically, the ability to study and to have input and to read and to learn and converse, this is what creates that, this kind of relationships. And the person says, Fiomi. and Fiomi increases his knowledge, but it also... First of all, an experience, a sense of commitment, a sense of belonging, a sense of being in touch. Now, to conclude, to say I begin with Shila. Shila is one way of staying in touch. And it's a crucial way of staying in touch, crucial. And the is another way of staying in touch. You stay in touch, you try to stay in touch by, so to speak, direct conversation. It's like you think with your parents. You can have direct conversations, and that's how you stay in touch. And you have contactivity, like I said before. Like I can, you pick up a phone, you can talk to your parent and discuss whatever you want to discuss so that's like tefillah and that's very easy, to, and that's important on the other hand, Talmud Torah is like working together in the kitchen, it's like doing a project together, it's like uh, standing side by side with the parent and doing something together you have to talk, the fact that you're doing something together and that you are simply working the same project together that's what creates a relationship both a crucial uh, my father liked to quote a French poet, I don't know his name, who used to say that marriage is not about looking at each other, it's about the two, the, two, the husband and wife, looking through the same spectacles at life outside them. So the Havdil, in a sense, this is true here about Talmud Torah as well, because Fila is talking to each other, and Nevoah as well. But Talmud Torah is the two, is us, the Kesh looking together at the world. It's like the legislative assistant, and it's are looking together at the rest of the world. And that's why Torah creates such a wonderful relationship uh, with Tash Baruch and uh Hashem and we should all have the experience and continue learning with